Welcome to BDP's Weekly Roundup. I'm your host, Money Matt. I got my co-host here. This is Jesse Daniels, the professional casual fan. The professional casual fan, and we're going to go over all of BDP's bets, wrap up the week before we give you guys our new bets tomorrow. So uh, let's get it started. We had the Bills on the money line facing the Dolphins, and uh, that one was pretty easy. I got to say, maybe a little too easy. The money line may have been a very generous offer since the Dolphins are complete dog water, and obviously hindsight losing Tua, that just made that a complete just blowout. Yeah, the 35-0 to zero, uh, was probably one of the easiest bets I've ever hit. Uh, Tua going down with looked like a rib injury, I think, rib, shoulder. Uh, it's hard to hit. tell for Tua at this point. I think he's like half a robot for all the injuries that he's taken, but I will say I'm not going to fault him <laughs> for it. Man definitely took a shot in the ribs. Yeah, definitely could not believe the line in that game was two and a half or three points, depending on the sports book that you use. Uh, money line was only minus 180, so a very easy take there. You knew the Bills were going to bounce back after a hard fought loss against the Steelers in week one, and the Dolphins coming off of a lucky, lucky win against the Patriots in week one. Uh, lucky Tua went down when it comes to that bet, but I honestly don't think it would have been much of a game anyways. It looked like the Bills' defense was coming out to eat. They looked like uh, a pit bull going into a dogfight with a chihuahua, and they knew exactly what they were walking into, <laughs> and they were ready to go absolutely just crazy. And it looked like they did. Yeah, absolutely. Josh Allen looked like his former self. Stephon Diggs definitely came to play. And... Uh, It'll be interesting to see how Miami bounces back with, uh, I'm blanking on his name, Jacoby Brissett at the starting quarterback for them. But uh, we won't really have to worry about that till next week. Nice, easy win there for our first bet. Our next one we had was the Saints on the money line. And uh, you know I'm a huge Saints fan, but Houdat Nation uh, was let down this week. I got to tell you, Matt, it pains me to say this, but the Saints look like absolute dog water. Your hero, Jameis, just absolutely did not show up to play. The man looked absolutely awful 11 completions two picks four sacks I mean that is just not impressive on any level no not a very impressive performance at all by Jameis there uh, after coming out in week one having his welcome party and beating the Packers 38 to 3 really had high expectations for the Saints here to be able to at least be competitive against the Panthers uh, Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey really have a nice connection there Sam Darnold and Dan Arnold which is a fun one fun little combination there they look to be uh, doing really well. Robbie Anderson, uh, DJ Moore, they have a solid offense. Saints defense did pretty well against that offense, but uh, when you're on the field the entire game, it's hard to win a game. i got to tell you, the biggest loser of that game was the Jets because Sam Darnold actually is looking like a legit quarterback, 305 yards passing, two touchdowns, and the Jets are still absolute garbage. Yeah, it shows you that the uh, Jets organization has not been run very well. They have had a lot of problems with quarterbacks, and you know everybody thought, is it the quarterback or is it the organization? Sam Darnold's kind of the first one that's been able to get out of there young enough to still have a career ahead of him, and uh, he is showing why the Jets organization is so poorly run. We'll see if Salah is able to you know, turn that thing around with, uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name, quarterback uh, who's really bad, who threw four interceptions last week. Um, Rookie Lord, quarterback. Rookie uh, quarterback. I, blanking on his name. Does not matter. He threw four picks, and uh, the Jets are still bad. So no no real news there on that one. i got to tell you right off the bat, I could just see my money on fire for that bet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next one we had was the Cardinals on the money line versus the Vikings, and it was a good thing we took them on the money line there. Two-and-a-half-point spread for the Cardinals playing the Vikings, and Kyler Murray comes out hot, throws a lot of balls way downfield, wide receivers are somehow always open but he always makes a lot of mistakes too he likes to throw it into triple coverage 
I got to say, Cousins does not get enough respect for his three passing touchdowns. No interceptions, 244 yards. Just went absolutely crazy. Dalvin Cook obviously had a hell of a game. This game, honestly, was a nail-biter the entire way. I didn't know who was going to come out on this one. Yeah, the Vikings surprisingly come back after a poorest performance against the Bengals. Really gave the the, uh, Cardinals everything and more. Vikings take the ball all the way down the field in the closing seconds, have a 37-yard field goal to win the game. Their kicker, their rookie kicker, who clutched it last week against the Bengals, unable to clutch here, hits it wide left, and the Cardinals take home a victory. Uh, Very interesting start for the Cardinals, but they're 2-0. i got to say, that guy's definitely having a tough week probably in the – old film room with his teammates sitting around him watching him just absolutely shank that kick for the game yeah that was not a fun one to watch I honestly could not believe that uh he missed that kick I was watching in agony thinking oh god I'm about to watch two of my bets just go in flames at the same time but the Cardinals were able to come out on top and uh Kyler Murray is 2-0 and to start this 2021 season the Vikings found a way to blow it so we could get paid and we do appreciate them for that yes absolutely we're gonna thank that kicker uh and if he ever wants to come on the podcast he's more than welcome for winning us if that he has bet. a Vimo, love to send him a few dollars and thank him for uh letting us clear that bet out <laughs> definitely was a nice little win there uh moving on we had the Falcons plus 16 versus the Bucks. And uh, the Falcons were unable to cover. You think 16 points is too many points, but when you're the Falcons, 28-3 uh, to 3 always just comes to mind. I got to tell you, there's nothing that's out of the realm of anything with Tom Brady. And you would think that even with that, losing by 16 points is quite a bit. But apparently you can still lose by a lot more. Yeah, the uh, Falcons surprisingly were in this game. It was 25-28. I think it was in the fourth quarter. They're only down three. They have a huge third down. They don't get it. And then uh, Tom Brady comes down, scores, and Matt Ryan single-handedly lost us this bet. He threw two pick sixes in a row to give them 14 points, and uh, we blew the cover. I mean, let's be honest. Brady had five passing touchdowns, having the absolute season of his career. Um, At least the Falcons got to watch that as they were getting completely just pounded into the ground just mercilessly. No surprise, Tom Brady takes down the Falcons again, uh, just like the Super Bowl matchup between Matt Ryan and Tom Brady. You think Tom plays till he's 50? I think that he can. I also think that Atlanta may want to possibly figure out if they want to have a running back, especially when you're going against a defensive line like the Buccaneers, who are every play it seemed like they're pressing the offensive line five yards in the backfield. So, honestly, I feel bad for Matt Ryan, but clearly they did, the Buccaneers didn't have to respect a running game at all. No, not at all. And uh, Kyle Pitts, great pick by the uh, Falcons, but honestly hasn't done much this season. I don't know if it's his offensive line and him not getting enough time to get the ball from Matt Ryan, or uh, is Kyle Pitts really that good yet? We don't know. He might be a bust. To be fair, he was the leading receiver for the absolutely terrible Atlanta Falcons, so got to give him credit for that, to be a rookie, to come in and just take over as a leading receiver. 73 yards, five catches, nothing to be ashamed of, but unfortunately he was the only thing that the Atlanta Falcons had going. This is very true, and uh, the Falcons lose another one. We'll see if they're able even to get a win this season. Uh, the next one we had was the Raiders plus ten and a half versus the Steelers. Raiders are are they legit? Are they legit this year? I gotta tell you, they look really legit. And <clears throat> honestly, again, another quarterback that's not getting enough credit. Derek Carr honestly has been playing very well the past honestly two three seasons. Um, going against the Steelers, I didn't know really how that was going to go, but he went in there and showed that he is actually the real deal. I don't think there's any argument for that anymore. 
No, Derek Carr looked like a absolute champion out there, uh, taking the Steelers down. T.J. Watt, a huge, huge loss for the Steelers there, and uh, we'll see how long he's out with that growing injury. But Derek Carr and the Raiders able to take advantage. Henry Ruggs wakes up out of nowhere. Everybody thought he was dead and dead and gone out of the league. Takes a huge home run ball to the end zone, and they win this one. Uh, actually win the game against the Steelers, straight up. I will say uh, the biggest shocker for me in that entire game was the fact that we watched Najee Harris literally throw a grown man and only get 10 rushes the entire game. It seems like the Steelers were trying to force that down the field a little bit, and I got to tell you, like they caught on pretty quick to that. Uh, they definitely had some yardage, but when you get in the red zone, it's a whole different type of game, and uh, the Raiders were able to clamp up, and they didn't turn the ball over, and that's what you got to do. Yeah, the thing is with Najee Harris, even if he doesn't do anything else for the rest of the season, we'll have that memory to hold on to. Uh, what a ridiculous run by Najee Harris, kind of looking like his inner Derrick Henry coming out. You can tell he definitely uh, watched Derrick Henry on YouTube quite a bit, but to be fair, who hasn't? Exactly. Uh, moving on to our last bet of Sunday before we get into the Monday night prop bets that we had. Chargers on the money line, and uh, what a heartbreaker this one was. I have to tell you, that was a brutal loss. Um I feel like the Chargers have a great offense, a great defense. The Cowboys really have just done absolutely nothing. Even in this game, uh, you know, the the players you think need to go off, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, had subpar games, and still the Cowboys found a way to win. I have no idea how, but that was an absolute heartbreaker to lose that one. Yeah, Justin Herbert throwing a pick in the end zone definitely did not help with that. Uh, the phantom penalty, uh, not penalty, but the phantom uh, sack that Justin Herbert took when they were at third and goal, Runs 20 yards back, throws it, but they still throw a uh, forward progress down on him, and he loses about 20 yards on that play. Definitely killed that drive and uh, unable to convert on a lot of opportunities there for the Chargers. Hopefully this isn't a trend for them as they uh, have a very good team, as you said, very good offense, very good defense. They have a tough matchup coming up too against the Chiefs this week, so we'll see if they're able to bounce back in uh, in a very heated division. You would think the quarterback coach would say, hey, you know, if you're dropping back 20 yards, you're probably not in a great position to make a great pass. And honestly, just fall down and take the sack at that point. At least you have a chance at a field goal instead of a loss of down and an intentional grounding. I just don't understand what he was actually going for there. Um, I think the field goal kicker could have hit it from either spot and been just fine. But when you lose the down and you give the ball away, then you have absolutely no chance. That was just a mistake by, you know, a young guy. That was just not the play. Yeah, he's a young guy, young quarterback, still learning a lot of those different things and you know when to get rid of the ball and when to just call it a quits on some of those plays. So we'll see if he is able to bounce back, learn from his mistakes in this game against the Cowboys in a game they should have won at home and uh, come back against a Chiefs team that lost in a heartbreaker last week. Uh, just We did not have that on the, the uh, card, but what a game by Lamar Jackson in that game. I'll tell you what, maybe one of the best games I've ever seen. Um... Not just because the game was amazing, but the the Ravens with absolutely their entire lineup out to go and get their first win over the Chiefs under those circumstances. Wow, that was an absolute show. Lamar Jackson put the absolute team on his back. Uh, shows why he's deserving to be you know one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league, and I think that's what he's really trying to do. And to be fair, when you're negotiating a contract and you have no agent, those are the kind of games you gotta you gotta put up. Yeah, absolutely wonderful performance there by Lamar. Uh, started off really rough with that pick six. Everyone's kind of doubting him, thinking, oh, no, here we go again. Chiefs are going to smack the Ravens. But uh, defense stepped up when they needed to. Lamar stepped up when he needed to. That jump pass to Hollywood Brown was absolutely unbelievable. Uh, you don't see that in the NFL ever. 
So for him to be able to throw the ball 30 yards while in the air, uh, just a wonderful pass by him. And honestly, the ball's on John Harbaugh to go for that fourth and one, listen to Lamar, and let him run it was just an unbelievable call. Because if you get that back, that ball back to Mahomes, that game's over. If that game was NFL Live, Lamar Jackson was blinking. I mean, at that point, <laughs> you you got to let him take the ball. You got to take the chance. Everybody, everybody was looking at that, thinking, okay, if my, if Mahomes gets the ball back here, we know the Chiefs are going to go down there and win that game. But for Lamar to go out, 107 yards rushing, 239s passing, there was nothing in the world that was going to stop Lamar from getting that first down. He could have gone over, under. There was nothing that's going to stop him. Of course, you got to let him go for it, but still magical play magical finish i mean just a staggering game but what an excellent way to end a sunday night yeah you can't ask for anything more al michaels chris collinsworth and a lamar first down to win the game uh perfect into a great weekend of football we move on to last night's games oh game sorry excuse me we had the lions taking on the packers instead of an actual spread or over under here we did do some prop bets for you guys and uh, I'll start off with our first one. We had Randall Cobb over 15 and a half receiving yards. That one was a little nerve-wracking for the first two quarters. Um, it was, but, I mean, after the terrible performance by Aaron Rodgers last week, we knew that Aaron was going to come out and absolutely just destroy them. Obviously, he's probably their second go-to receiver. There's going to be plenty of touches, plenty of yards for everybody. It came a little bit slow, but... You know, from a guy who's able to work the middle in that slant, all you need is just a couple of passes. Yes, and uh, Randall Cobb comes through again. You love to see that Rodgers-Cobb connection that we used to see back in the few years back before Cobb got moved around the league a few times. But really fun to see them back together. And you, like Jesse said, you knew Rodgers was going to come out and have himself a game, and he did. And uh, that over 15 and a half receiving yards was over in the third quarter, which was nice little payday there, and you didn't really have to worry about the fourth quarter when it came to that one. If you remember, Rodgers was not going to come back for a hot minute, and one of the things that he may or may not have demanded was for Randall Cobb to come back. Uh, that being said, you don't really have to worry that Randall Cobb's at least going to get his hand on the ball a few times. And he did. Uh, that 15-and-a-half receiving yards, I think he had a total of 26, so a uh, very easy hit there. But hats off to Devontae Adams. I mean, man cannot be guarded, and Rodgers was just dropping some absolute pinpoint dimes over his shoulder it, it's crazy to watch them connect oh they have a wonderful uh just repertoire and you can just tell that their connection is there uh you know i heard a story over the weekend about how matt stafford and cooper cup get breakfast together every single morning and cooper cup's the first one in the office so you can only imagine how early that one is uh i imagine rogers and Devonte adams have something similar going on where they're always together because because the connection they have on the field is just unbelievable well, one thing we do know for sure is that if the Lions were to come out and beat the Packers, that Aaron Rodgers' entire reputation will be going to pound town on the media all week. Rodgers could not sacrifice that after the offseason he had, enjoying the jungle and hanging out with movie stars, doing everything besides playing football. If the Green Bay Packers were to come out 0-2, this man would have never heard the end of it. So, I mean, it was do or die for him, and he does what he always does. He comes out and does. And yeah. not to mention Aaron Jones just goes absolutely insane. Four touchdowns. I mean – I can only imagine that that talk in the tunnel was, uh, hey, you know what we got to do. We're going to go out there and absolutely blast this trash team. And they really did. It wasn't even close. Yeah, and, it, and that brings us to our next bet that we had was Devontae Adams' anytime touchdown. Like you said, Aaron Jones, four touchdowns. You could tell Rodgers was looking for Adams in the end zone after Jones had already gotten three. A couple times, throws it to him. A couple bad throws, a couple penalties that were thrown. And uh, unable to connect in the end zone. Outside of the end zone, unbelievable game for Devontae Adams but around the red zone 
just unable to connect. And you really thought that one was probably the easiest one on the card to hit and uh, unable to hit when they get five touchdowns, four for Aaron Jones and one for Robert Tanyan. Well, I will say that when it comes to a wide receiver one, especially somebody like Devontae Adams, who may be arguably the best wide receiver in the league, unless you're going to get a 30, 40-yard touchdown catch and a touchdown, it's going to be tough because you know they're getting double-teamed every time. The safety is going to come over and help every single time. That's why Tanyan is just so available in the end zone because he's always going to have one-on-one coverage. Rodgers knows that. Why force it into a double-team if you're in the red zone at all when you know that Devontae is going to be double-covered? So it's a tough break on the no touchdown, but it's always going to be risky uh, when it comes to that because – you know the defense is literally going to just focus on Devontae, as they should. This is true, yeah. Adams always has a little rub route in the end zone, and we, we, we were hoping that one might come through at the very end, but uh, unable to connect, and uh, we'll take a loss on that one. Our last NFL prop for the weekend that we had was last night. We had DeAndre Swift, longest reception over 13.5 receiving yards. That is a little bit of an interesting bet. Uh, he had one early for 11, got very nervous throughout the game, and then in garbage time in the fourth quarter, Jared Goff finds DeAndre Swift for a 17-yard gain, and uh, we hit the bet in the last two minutes of the game. I'll tell you what, that is uh, the perfect time to pick up that kind of bet because not only is that very random, but you know it's going to happen during trash time. At the end of the day, you have your safeties and corners dropping deep, which means that you know you have linebackers guarding your running backs, that's the time that it's going to happen. During the rest of the game, you're going to have overtop safety help, which is going to prevent it. So uh, just glad to see if, you know, if, any, if Green Bay is going to blast you know, Detroit like that, then you know you're going to have some good uh, running back out routes there. Absolutely. I uh, was hoping for a couple screens early in the game when the game was close because honestly I thought the Lions were going to give the uh, Packers a run for their money for a lot of that game. That fourth and one where the Lions threw instead of run uh, really kind of changed the outcome of this game. Uh, all the momentum shifted and the Packers never looked back after that. But like you said, once the Packers got that huge lead, safeties pulled back, you got linebackers on running backs. And uh, I was very confident Swift would probably get at least a couple chances to pick up that 14-yard gain. And uh, he definitely took advantage of it there. I honestly don't know why Swift doesn't get more touches. I mean, he was averaging 4.6 yards a carry. I mean, that's nothing to be, uh, you know, sad about but apparently you know given the circumstances I get it Detroit's down uh, golf's going to be throwing the ball more to try and do that but I just don't know that golf is the type of quarterback that's going to lead a team from behind especially against the Packers when you could easily go and pick up that fourth and one handing it off sure the Packers are going to be looking for that but they weren't able to stop it all night so uh, it seems like a very weird time to try and trick the Packers when the Packers are just saying hey just keep them in front of you yeah uh, that one-two combo of DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams is definitely interesting to see how it's going to shake out this year. Uh, it doesn't seem like Dan Campbell's made a decision on who really is the starting running back, even though, like you said, DeAndre Swift over four yards averaging per carry. Uh, very, very strong performance out of him. I think he was dealing with a growing injury, so maybe that's why we saw Jamal Williams. Maybe it's because Jamal Williams was facing his former team, or maybe Campbell just has no idea what he wants to do with those two. Uh, but really good game out of Swift. What are your thoughts on golf as our uh, last talking point before we get out of here? I think uh, it may go down as one of the worst trades that Detroit Lions could have ever done. Uh, maybe even close up there to the Hopkins trade. I just don't know that the Detroit Lions really have any kind of identity at all. They're not a great passing team. Um, they're not a great rushing team. Their defense is lackluster at this point. And I think they're just trying to find something that works. But right now it's, uh, 
it's looking like none of those things are working. So, I mean, a lot of that's going to fall on the head coach no matter what. Yeah, and we'll see what Dan Campbell does with the Lions. It is his first season, so got to give him a little bit of a break this year. But, you know, in the first three years, we'll kind of see, are they able to establish that identity and what is that identity? Goff looked good until that second half. Uh, Had a fantastic first half, dropped it in the bucket to TJ Hawkinson on that uh, touchdown throw but unable to put two halves together. And that's kind of been his problem his whole career is he can't be consistent for an entire game. So do you think Goff ever gets out of his own way or do you think he kind of stays this, I got one good half and then another bad half in front of me? Well, first off, I want to tip my hat because Hawkinson is absolutely playing out of his mind. That that man is just a fantasy god right now for anyone who picked up a late tight end and wasn't able to get one of the top, you know, the Kelsey's, the Kittles. Uh, but you know, I think Jared Goff, what he is really good at is he's a, he's a great game manager. So, you know, if they have the lead and you want to run some clock, that is a guy to do it. If you're trying to make amazing plays and trying to make a comeback against Green Bay, uh, yeah, that's probably not the guy. Um, I consider him somehow like a Teddy Bridgewater. Just manage the game, make the smart passes, short routes. But when they got down big, he tried to do too much. And, I mean, that's just not who he is. And that obviously showed it worked not at all in the second half. And Aaron Rodgers just – was out there playing carelessly. Uh, and by that, I just mean he did not care about anything besides making the right play, and that clearly shows. Uh, Jones just went completely off. They had no coverage for him the entire time. They had linebackers lined up against him, um, making sure that he wouldn't just absolutely pound him in the middle. And then this man was just out there catching the ball, looked like one of the best receivers on Green Bay. But to be fair, if you have Aaron Rodgers throwing to you, like we could probably do the same. Yeah, and uh, Aaron Jones, for those of you that were worried, he did find that necklace that had his uh, father's ashes in in the end zone. One of the trainers found that for him. So that was a really cool story. Uh, he said if he did lose the necklace, his dad would want it to be in the end zone. So uh, that was found, though, and uh, back to him. A lot of fun matchups this weekend. I'm just going to run through a couple of them. You tell me your favorite one, and uh, we'll get out of here. We got Colts-Titans. We've got Chargers-Chiefs. Card- oh, sorry, Cardinals-Jags is not a good one. Um, we've got Bucks, Rams, Seahawks, Vikings, Packers, 49ers. What's your favorite one you're looking forward to? And don't forget the Eagles and the Cowboys on Monday night. This is true, the NFC beast, as they like to call it. The game that I am really just cannot wait to see is going to be the Bucks, Buccaneers and the Rams. I mean, this is going to be the first test where Tom is really going to have a lot of pressure on him. Now, that being said, Tom absolutely excels when he's getting pressured, but – uh, the Rams are a different beast. You take a hit from Aaron Donald, and, I mean, any plan that you have is right out, right out the window there. But um, for the Buccaneers, I will say, to a slight surprise, but also no surprise at all, I mean, Rob Gronkowski has been going absolutely crazy. So if you're going to have a blitzing defense, uh, having a guy like Rob who's available across the middle, uh, I mean, that's a huge tool to be able to utilize. And I think that Tom will probably utilize it a lot in this upcoming game. Absolutely, and uh, we'll be doing these weekly roundups every single week going over all of our bets and uh, some of the things we're looking forward to. Make sure you guys go to bdpbets.com. That is bdpbets.com for a free seven-day trial of our picks. You get all our NFL, NCAA, football, and MLB picks, and then it's only $5 a week after that. So make sure you guys get that in before the Thursday night game. Uh, We got a fun one coming up between the Texans and the Panthers. We'll have some prop bets on that one. And uh, just a lot of fun coming up this weekend. So make sure you guys go sign up. Any last words for the listeners? Let's get these picks. Let's get that money, baby. Absolutely. BDPpicks.com. Absolutely. Get the picks, get the money, and go to BDPbets.com. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.